Well, hello, everyone that's listening. We're so honored to have you guys. Um, my name is Blake Stanley. I'm one of the pastors here, and we are doing this thing called the 20 More Podcast, something that we're going to be doing over the course of the rest of this year inside of what we're calling the 20 More Initiative. And for those of you guys that are just joining us and you're wondering, what in the world is the 20 More Initiative? We've asked our people at Three Circle Church, both in person and online, to do three things with us, and that's grow and serve and give. And so there's a variety of ways in which you could do all three. And, uh, you know, as I've already said, you know, we're going to be using this medium, a long form of just being able to tell stories. And uh, the way that we're going to do that is we're going to be inviting some people, some legendary people uh, that have been with us for a long time. And then we're going to invite some people to the table that have not been with us for that long at all. Uh, to just basically kind of tell the story of when they connected to Three Circle Church, and we're going to ask some very pointed questions. And uh, I thought that everyone listening would find it interesting just to just to see how uh, Three Circle Church came to be. And so today I'm joined with my good friend and uh, fellow executive pastor. He and I are on the executive team together here at Three Circle Church, the legendary Russell Creel. Have you heard of this guy? Russell Creel. He's been with us uh, for quite a long time. Uh, so, Pastor Russ, why don't you tell the people how long you've been with us here at Three Circle Church? Uh, probably probably 14 years now. 14 years. 14, yeah. They haven't run me off yet. <laughs> so, here you are. So, so, uh, so, what are some things that you've done over the last 14 years, you know, s- serving here on staff, obviously, now, but what are some other things that you've done? Well, I've... Uh, of course, served uh, as an elder, which I am now. Served as a trustee. Uh, started the uh, what currently is our Celebrate Recovery uh, program. We had a recovery program, uh, but uh, uh, was asked to step in and and manage that. So we transitioned it to a uh, Celebrate Recovery uh, program. Uh, obviously, been a small group leader and uh, served in all kinds of ways over the. 14 years. Yeah. So th- those 14 years, you haven't been on staff for that length of time. It's just how long. No, been when here, we right? first, no, when we first came, we, uh, we simply, we were looking for a home church. Uh, I had transitioned from, uh, what I was uh, doing in ministry at that time. And, uh, it, it almost seemed like a, uh, uh, a semi-retirement, but it really wasn't a semi-retirement. We were, my wife and I both had, uh, committed to to pray and to fast and and to see what was the next step for us in ministry and so we said the first thing is we have to find a place where we can worship as a family and uh, so we came to three circle as um, uh, just sort of a test run thought we'd visit once and we you know I had a list of different churches I was going to try out and and uh, had a, a criteria as to what we were looking for. <laughs> had to check some boxes, right? Had, had to check the boxes, came, uh, checked all the boxes. Uh, uh, my wife, you know, wanting to be a little more thorough, uh, said, well, next week, let's go to this other church. And so I looked them up online, and, and I told her, I said, well, that other church has an early service. So how about we go to that church's early service and go back? And we won't tell them what that church was. I won't right? tell you yeah. what that one was. <laughs> Because uh, it didn't check all the boxes. Uh, and so uh, really, uh, from the very beginning, we, we settled here at Three Circle. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, 
so, you know, we always kid behind closed doors that when you retire, you know, when you're like, I think the latest contract that you sign with me and Chris Bell is 10 years, you know, and so, you know, so right when the 10 years come to an end, we make you sign another 10 years. Yeah, I think and that's so, how it uh, works. Yeah, yeah. So you'll probably be 85, you know, somewhere in that ballpark when you finally uh, land the retirement plane and all that good stuff. But we always kid behind closed doors that when you're finished here, you know, as far as working, that you're going to write a tell-all book, right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's the thread I use is that uh, just remember one of these days I'm going to write a book and tell all the stories. There we go. There we go. So we have a good time just talking about that behind closed doors. But let's just pretend for a moment that you are going to write a book, okay? And so this, uh, you know, this chapter of your life ends and, and, uh, and you wrote a book about Three Circle Church over the last 20 years because, as you know, uh, you know, Three Circle Church just celebrated its 20th birthday. Yeah. So August the 16th would have been 20 years as a church here at Three Circle. And so if you were to write a book, what would what would be three significant things that you would put in it? I would uh, I would put the, the start of the Hope Center uh, because I was involved in uh, in the Hope Center from the from the very beginning and being a part of the uh, um, sort of the, the administrative side of helping to get uh, the Hope Center started. So certainly that and seeing the success of, uh, of the Hope Center. Um, the, the fact that uh, I had never been on a uh, short-term mission trip until I came to Three Circle, and there's such an emphasis on, uh, on missions. And then through the Hope Center, uh, they were doing these trips to Africa uh, doing medical and dental, and so they kept uh, they kept hammering away at me. Said you need to go, and I and, and you know short story. I told them, I said, and I'm not kidding. When I first felt called to ministry as a as a teenager, feeling this, you know, called to to you know move in that direction, I would pray, and I, and and as sincerely as I knew how to pray, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do, and I'll go wherever you want me to go just don't send me to Africa. <laughs> and that was an honest prayer I prayed because I was freaked out over all the bugs and the snakes and all that stuff. I was a city boy. I didn't want to you know, see all that stuff. And so my first trip, I go to Africa uh, and spend two weeks and did that two years in a row. And so the experience of that and how that had a permanent transformative impact on my life. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that certainly you know, was a big one as well. Hey, let's rewind for just a little bit there. You mentioned the Hope Center. And for those that may be listening and they're like, Hope Center, what is the Hope Center? Uh, maybe they just started attending or they haven't attended at all. And they drive onto the property and they see these uh, two modular buildings at the back of our property with the two words that you just mentioned, Hope Center, on it. Uh, so let's talk about that for just a moment. Let's talk about sure. the Hope Center and what they do. You know, we'll probably bring on some people uh, to talk about a little bit further, but I think it would be good to just let the people know what the Hope Center is. Yeah, the Hope Center is uh, uh, was a, a major step for us to uh, be the church for the people in the community, uh, and and we saw the uh, you know that there was a need there for dental care, for health care, for counseling, and so we established the Hope Center, and they provide all those for people who. Uh, don't have access. Uh, they either don't have insurance or they're underinsured. Uh, they don't have access to those types of uh, uh, places for care. So we established that, and it has obviously been a big success. And uh, 
and uh, continues continues to grow. I think seven thousand or so uh, patients call the Hope Center their primary caregiver, and and uh, just we just continue to expand uh, the ministry there. Yeah, and here recently, you know, we just doubled the square footage of the Hope Center by being able to gift them with a modular, and then we renovated the entire outside of it. In fact, there's been a a couple of people that have asked me, so when did you guys get those two brand new modulars back there? And and uh, in actuality, there uh, so one was the existing Hope Center, and then one we were doing child uh, children's ministry out of. I almost said child care, you know, but that would have been bad. The children's ministry people would have gotten really upset with me if I would right. have said that. Um, and so uh, yeah, and so so we've been able to double the square footage, and 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 gosh, I walked through it the other day in the operatories and. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's gorgeous. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. So yeah, it's come a long way. Yeah, it's as nice and as well-equipped as anything you'll find uh, on the eastern shore. So we're, prou- we're proud of it and, and just thankful that it helps us reach more and more people. Of course, we're also very proud and thankful to all of our volunteers. We, we couldn't do any of this without doctors who volunteer, dentists who volunteer, nurses who volunteer, and then other people who may not are in the professional field, but they volunteer for other areas of, uh, of uh, help there at the Hope Center. Yeah, I think the last time I spoke with Dana, our Hope Center uh, director, she told me that there was about 100 volunteers, and that's just not a, uh, you know, someone showing up to do a menial task. These are doctors and dentists and chiropractors and, and uh, you know, all of that good stuff, everything else in between, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then your short-term mission trip went to Africa, so that's yeah. one, two. So what's the third most significant? Well, the third probably was the fact that uh, uh, I uh, led the, uh, the team that uh, was tasked with the responsibility of uh, finding a new lead pastor after we had had a uh, uh, change in senior leadership here at uh, Three Circle, and so that was... Uh, uh, that was an experience, but uh, certainly look back on it now and see God's, you know, hand in that. Uh, I think maybe as clearly uh, as most uh, anything else that, that I've seen happen in my life to to see how God worked that out. And, cause it, you know, because, again, it was interesting that, you know, we, we decided to uh, not go the way that uh, a lot of uh, maybe traditional Southern Baptist churches might go. And, and uh, so we didn't want to you know, have a search committee and, you know, there was no need with the digital age to, you know, send people to listen to people and, you know, sort of the old traditional way. So we hired a consultant uh, to help us and uh, and uh, met with him for uh, two or three days solid, gave him everything we needed. Uh, this is what we're looking for. And he started sending us folks and uh, information where we could look them up and listen to them and uh, everything he sent us. Uh, was like exactly the opposite of what we were looking for. So, don't you love that? Yeah. So that didn't work. So, uh, uh, but it was interesting that uh, when the vacancy uh, happened here, uh, a gentleman who serves in a denominational or did at the time denominational responsibility in Baldwin County uh, came by and left a resume, and it, so it was the first resume that we got, and it was Chris Bell. Um, never heard of him. I know. I had never heard of him. <laughs> and, and so we, uh, you know, we, we did what we thought we were supposed to do. We sort of, you know, put all those things together and sent it to the consultant. And then when it just didn't seem to work out, 
we were really trying to refine the process and and uh, we had another little incident happen had a guest speaker supposed to come in on father's day and and um for various reasons had to contact him at the last minute and tell him that we didn't feel that uh, it was appropriate for him to be here given some circumstances and so it was left to me to preach at father's day so i was at home uh, by myself getting ready to try to get you know ready for father's day and i just felt the urgency to pray you know one more time god help us find the right person and felt very clearly that god spoke to me and said check out chris bell again wow and so i started digging through files and found his resume and then again the you know the blessing of you know technology i started looking up um uh, online sermons that he had preached and the way that happened in the past we would listen to people that had been sent to us I, I could listen to 10 or 15 minutes of it and just know this is not the right person and of course i would let my wife listen as well and she and i'd say what do you think and she'd go uh-uh that's that's not him <laughs> and so i listened and she wasn't at home i listened to about four complete sermons and i just felt like this is it and so my wife came in and i said i want you to listen to something and I want you to tell me what you think. And so she listened, and after about 15 minutes, she looked at me, so I thought it was gonna be a uh-uh. She looked at me and she said, this is it. Wow. And so we just, so we then engaged through our consultant, a direct contact with Chris and, you know. So like a good husband, you listen to your wife. It is amazing how, it's amazing how our wife, for some reason, you know, it's like every time she gives me advice and I don't follow it, it ends up being a disaster. Oh, I know. I had a guy give me some very wise uh, advice one time. He asked me, have you ever heard the audible voice of God? And uh, I said, no. And uh, I said, no, nah, I've known people who say they did. And, you know, I said, but I've never heard the audible voice of God. And he said, you probably have. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, it's amazing how the voice of God so often sounds like our wife. That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. Hey, so what was that first Sunday? Because I know, uh, you know, as I understand it, you kind of were the interim pastor for a period of time uh, for however long that was, you know, maybe more than a year, right? No, actually, you know, we, again, that whole experience, if you're looking for, you know, how you – you know, could see God at work. We, you know, when, when we had the change, a lot of experts in the field, you know, how that goes, told us that we would not survive as a church uh, because of the way the transition took place. And, and then some would say, we'll take you two to three years to find who you're looking for. And, uh, and then others, experts told us the way you should do it is to bring someone from the outside in to be the interim. And the more the elders and that, that we talked about that and prayed about that. We just felt like the, the way to approach this is from day one to be moving forward. You know, not to say we're just yeah. sort of holding the fort for a period of time. Sure. Let's move forward. And nobody knows us like we know us. And so elders asked if I would serve, you know, as lead pastor for that interim. And again, miraculously, it only took us eight months. Uh, and Pastor Chris was, you know, in the pulpit and, you know, in, in, in position. So eight months, though, you know, while you're the interim guy uh, and all the things that you had faced up to that point, that's a, that's a long time still. And so tell me about yeah. that, that first time that you stood at the back of the wall and, and Chris is in place and he's, 
and he's preaching. Tell me how that felt. Well, it uh, uh, the you know sort of going back to the first Sunday that I stood in the pulpit. The the message I gave them, you know, was that we're looking forward. We're not going to look back. And the and I had talked with our team and told everyone we're not going to talk about the past. We're going to keep doing ministry forward. And so the the message that day was all about moving forward. You know, and. Uh, and so, yeah, that eight months was strenuous. You know, uh, I, I wasn't a young guy at that point and, and, uh, and uh, stressful just because of the change. And the, obviously there was some, some distress within, you know, the congregation. Sure. But we had, we had sort of weathered the storm. We were actually growing again. You know, by the end of that eight months, we were reaching new people. Uh, there, there are people here today that will tell you that, uh, they joined the church during that eight months and had no idea that we were looking for a pastor <laughs> because we just kept moving forward. Sure. So that first Sunday, you know, I, where I would like to stand on Sundays is up in the old sound booth and sort of up against that wall back there and watch. And, and uh, it was just emotionally overwhelming. Uh, and, and that's the thing I kept thinking about man, God has been good to us, you know, that, that we're here now with all that the experts said, we're here. And, uh, and was just so thankful for what God had done. And, and again, could just see how his hand was on us for that period of time. Yeah. And that's one of the focal points of the whole 20 more initiative is just to look back over our shoulders and to, to just see the faithfulness of God, like God's been so faithful. Because you just kind of told a little episode of, of what the church was going through and three significant things that happened inside of your life and all of that good stuff as you served here at Three Circle Church. Uh, but something has always been going on, right? Sure. That's just the, that's the nature of, of church. That's right. You know, something is always going on. Yeah. And, and so not just internally, but externally as well. Sure. Uh, you know, right now we're in the midst of a global pandemic and... Uh, you know, the thing that I know is that when you're living through it, like in the moment, you feel like, man, this thing is just not going to make it. Uh, but once you get on the other side, you're able to look back over your shoulder and see how God has been faithful. But, that, but that's been the case since this church was established. Sure. All the external forces that have been happening. If you think back to 2000, so that's when this church was planted. Uh, Y2K, you remember Y2K? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You know, I think I just got married in 98. And, uh, you know, 2000, you know, we were staring down the barrel of 2000, and all of the computers were going to crash. And so uh, did, did you ever have any friends that uh, that built those doomsday shelter and oh, put yeah. canned goods and I, yes, all that stuff? I've, I've got friends that uh, uh, that <laughs> yeah, built the shelter, stocked it up, and and uh, so still today, they're ready whenever the next one comes. There you go. I don't know what the, shelf life, I don't know what the shelf life is on the, on the stuff <laughs> they put in there, but, but they still have bunkers full of uh, survival stuff. So Yeah, so, so this church was established during that period of time. And then, of course, you push a little bit forward, and in 2001, you have the Twin Towers. And, uh, you know, uh, egregious terrorist act on our soil. Uh, you know, the Twin Towers came down. That happened you know, as this church was just barely, uh, uh, you know, barely a toddler, you know, so to speak. And then uh, you move it forward in 03, you have the Iraq war and, uh, you know, all of those things that happen. And then you push a little bit further and you have 2006, 2007, where 
this would have impacted, you know, internal and external, you know, inside of the church, you know, for sure we had the great recession. And, uh, so, uh, so now you kind of push forward and, you know, we won't even mention, uh, the presidential cycle, uh, with Hillary and Donald Trump and all that stuff. We'll just move on from that. And we'll just go right into, uh, this pandemic that we're now in that has lasted for a long period of time. And, and, uh, while this has probably been, uh, the most, insane event in human history or or at least inside of our lifetime uh, i have a feeling that you know we're going to get on the other side of this and we're going to say man god was faithful in fact i can say that now as someone who gives uh who gives oversight to the finances is uh if you would have told me that uh that the church was going to have to basically close the uh the physical doors we never closed down but we had to close our um our physical doors our in-person gatherings and if you'd have told me that uh blake you're really not going to have much of a financial impact at all if any i would have been like no way like like we're going to experience uh some things that you know that we are are not going to want to see and like uh, but man, God has been faithful throughout this pandemic. And, and I think that there's things that we have deployed and things that we have done that we've never would have done if we didn't go through this season that we're going through now as a church. So I just feel like that we're going to get on the other side of this and, and, uh, you know, we're going to just look back and just see God's faithfulness again. Don't you? Oh yeah. And, and it's, and it has been that way, you know, all along, uh, you know, if you'd asked me, you know, one thing that sort of sums up, um, you know, my overall experience here, it, it has just been seeing the faithfulness of God through every, you know, situation. But, uh, you know, there, during the financial crisis, uh, you know, there were churches, uh, major churches all over the country laying off staff, you know, and, and here we never had to lay off anybody. It's amazing. Uh, then when we, you know, had the, you know, the, the transition in leadership, of course, our, you know, our, our banker went bonkers and, <laughs> and, you know, his, you know, he and the, the expert said, and, oh yeah, he again, had a lot of yeah. doomsday, uh, uh, predictions for us. And, and none of those ever, you know, you know, panned out. Uh, and like you said, even now our, you know, I, I think that, uh, overall our probably, uh, giving year to date uh, is is as good, if not better, uh, than it was last year, and that's during the pandemic. So, uh, it's the faithfulness of God, but it's the faithfulness of God working through the lives of faithful people. Uh, and so, through every crisis, you know, through the time I've been here, you just see these people that were just solid and faithful and praying and giving and believing. And um, that's what's brought us to where we are now and has helped us to achieve what we've achieved even uh, in uh, uh, a time that uh, I'm a lot older than you are, and I haven't seen anything like this. So uh, through, uh, and the word, what, what's the word we use all the time? Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Yeah. That is right. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been quite a year, but the thing that has most impressed me, uh, you know, those two things that you just said is God's faithfulness. He's been so faithful to us, uh, but God has a way of being faithful to us through faithful people. 
and uh, speaking to people and and using people in great mighty ways and so that's awesome um so what stands out to you about where we are right now as a church so we're you know august 16th 20 years old and so uh, the whole idea the whole concept of 20 more is that is that we're going to be asking people to make a commitment with us for 20 more years uh, because we believe that that the best is yet to come. There's still great things that God wants us to accomplish, you know, in our local, regional, and global circles. And so, um, so what stands out to you about where we are right now as a church, and what are you most excited about? Uh, well, you know, one of the things is that that uh, I think that over the 20 year period of time, we have remained faithful to, uh, you know, the mission of the church. We may have rephrased it a little bit, you know, tweaked it a little bit here and there. But, you know, this church began with a commitment to reach uh, the lost uh, of Baldwin County and beyond. Uh, It wasn't established as a church for church people. It was established to reach people with the gospel. And so as I look where we are 20 years later, and I see how that that mission has become refined and how the the vision of how we're going to accomplish that has become refined and how we we sort of run everything through the filter uh, of of that mission and that vision uh, and, and that excites me because we haven't we haven't become diluted over a 20-year period of, you know, of time we haven't we haven't over 20 years tried to adapt and bring in everything everybody else is doing. We've, we've sort of said, this is who we are. This is what we're going to accomplish what we're, with God's help. And we've sort of, you know, we've, we, we've tried to stay true to that. And, and so to see where we are, I think we're poised uh, to reach more people than we ever have before. Again, you alluded to it, even during a pandemic, uh, we're reaching people that we've never reached before. And it has been amazing to me that in the uh, three weeks now, I guess, that we have been uh, back on campus uh, uh, with uh, in-person gatherings, we have um, more new families and more first-time guests uh, coming each week than we had before the pandemic. That's true. Uh, so, you know, we have reached people. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm just excited. I, you know, I think, it, I think it's, it, it, it still is true. We look back and we see what God has done. We look forward to what God is going to do. But the reality is all we do is prepare for it and, and make sure that, you know, that, that we're, you know, that we're sort of tip of the spear. We've got it moving in the right direction. But there's there's no way to even begin to, uh, uh, you know, uh, dream or imagine what God is going to do. No, uh, absolutely. Uh, I I just think that uh, as long as we continue to be faithful to God, uh, as long as we stay humble before God, uh, and as long as we remain committed to the Word of God. Uh, then there's there's no limit to what God can do, and that that and that is part of what excites me because I think that's who we are. Uh, we're, you know, we, we don't chase after crazy stuff. We preach the word of God, let God's word have its effect in people's lives, and stay committed to figuring out how we can 
help as many people as we possibly can in areas of felt need and share the gospel in as many ways as we possibly can. And I just think as long as we're there, that uh, God's going to bless that. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, came to mind, actually three things that came to mind is the verse of scripture that's kind of tethered to this particular initiative. Uh, and like you basically said it, you just didn't call out the, uh, the book of the Bible and the chapter and verse is Ephesians 3.20, is that God will do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or think. And, uh, you know, as we are sitting here, I know it's the case for you, you know, 14 years. I've been here four, and uh, God's done so much in the four years that I've been here. And uh, he's exceeded my expectations. You, you know, I look coming in, and all that God has been able to accomplish in and through his people is just utterly amazing. And he has totally exceeded our expectations, and he'll continue to do that if we do those things. The other thing that came to mind was, was one of our team values that we uh, are in the process of rolling out to our staff and rolling out to the greater church, those that are volunteer leaders in our church. And it's uh, gospel centricity, is that everything that we do at Three Circle Church has to be filtered through the gospel. Uh, and so we're not going to pull in anything that would be the gospel plus something. Uh, is the gospel. It stands on its own. And uh, so that whole gospel centricity angle is just such an important force. And then the other thing, too, you know, you're just talking about refining and uh, getting better, uh, you know, becoming the best version of who we are is really, right. you know, our aim and mission, you know, with everything. It's not, it's not turning in or morphing into something that we shouldn't be, but it's becoming the best version of who we are. And, uh, you know, that's the reason why we changed the name from Church on the Eastern Shore to Three Circle Church. It, like it wasn't to become uh, a better brand, so to speak. You know, it wasn't to become uh, something that would be more appealing or have the right web domain or, you know, the Instagram handle was available or the Twitter handle was available. Uh, no, it, what's like the name Three Circle Church is what reflects our mission and vision. Uh, because Three Circle Church, that's what we want to be. We want to be a Three Circle Church, and it's pulled out of Acts 1-8, uh, where Jesus is talking right before he's about to leave the planet. And uh, he says, uh, "He says you're going to be my witnesses, my storytellers, my disciples inside of those three concentric circles. And, uh, you know, it's just awesome to just look how God has just made us so much better uh, as we've been faithful and committed to just, keeping the gospel at the center and everything else has to orbit around it. Right. Right. So, and, and, you know, and you know, the, the term, uh, Bible centric or gospel centric has almost become a catchphrase in, in the church. Uh, and sometimes I think it's, uh, people say that they're gospel centric just because they read a passage of scripture from the Bible each week. Um, and just and and they're still just sort of proof texting, or in other words, looking for something in the Bible that that backs up what they want to say anyway. Oftentimes, out of context. Uh, but when we say that we're gospel centric, it means present the gospel as it is clearly stated in Scripture in right. context, uh, being you know being faithful to the Scripture, and then uh, because that's what God inspired. That's what God anoints, and then allowing that word to have its impact on people's lives. Yeah. And again, if you want to talk about what's exciting, 
is to just look around and to see the lives it works right that are being transformed you know, on a regular basis yeah. by just hearing the word of god yeah i mean we just had a beach baptism and so chris and i were out there in the water and uh, the people that were coming to us and and i think i think one of the things that you can just kind of mark down uh in, inside of a church that's having a deep impact inside of those three circles that i just mentioned is how many how many um first generation christians are you baptizing uh, because sometimes inside of churches they're baptizing like people but it's usually children or grandchildren uh, they're not uh, they're not first generation christians and so one of the things that Chris and I had a conversation about um, is that, man, when we were listening to the stories, and of course you're getting just a small snapshot of their story, uh, you know, before you baptize them because you're baptizing so many people. Uh, but the thing that we noticed is that we baptized a lot of first-generation Christians, yeah. people that didn't know Christ, that didn't understand the gospel until they walked through the doors of Three Circle Church. Yeah. And man, that can make you get emotional almost when you hear sure. people just say, uh, you know, I didn't know Jesus until I came to Three Circle Church. Well, and what was exciting, too, to hear some of those stories that they had come to Christ in the last few months. Yeah. So they came to Christ while we were unable to meet in the building. Right. And still through the reach of the of Three Circle, uh, continuing to proclaim the gospel, uh, people were coming to Christ and were anxious when they had the opportunity to you know, to be baptized. And so that, you know, that, that's, that's exciting. Well, that's the reason why we say we never closed as a church, right? No, we never closed. Yeah. And no. all, you know, and all the people that, and again, not want to get into all the politics of everything. People say that, you know, all of this has just been an attempt to uh, silence the church. I told somebody the other day, well, if this was the devil's attempt to silence the church, he's a bigger failure than I thought he was <laughs> because he has not silenced the church. Uh, and if anything, he's given the church a megaphone and the, the word has gone farther and more people are hearing the gospel. But it was exciting at uh, Beach Baptism to hear people say, yeah, I, I came to Christ a month ago, came That's to Christ awesome. two months ago. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so we love that. We love that. And we are looking forward to what God is going to continue to do in and through our church over uh, the course of the next 20 years. Yeah. And uh, just thrilled to be a part of this journey. And uh, for those of you guys that are listening, um, I want you to go to threecirclechurch.com slash 20 more, and you're going to be able to get all kinds of resources. Uh, we've got some really cool things that are coming up, including a 20-day prayer and fast uh, that we're going to call our entire church through. And so you'll get all the information there at that 20 more. And then also you'll be able to make the commitment with us. And really the commitment is just to do those three things. And whether you're in person or online, you can do these three things. You can grow with us. You can serve with us. Uh, so for those of you guys that are in person, there's opportunities that you can um, can definitely serve with us in. And then there's opportunities if you're just online that you can serve with us in. And then of course you can give as well. Those three things, man, there's a lot of things that sweep into those three buckets. And so, um, so go ahead and make that commitment with us. Uh, through what we're calling the 20 More Initiative. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on this first episode, right? So don't you feel special, Pastor Russ? Like the we, original. Yeah, the original. So the first episode of the 20 uh, More Podcast, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more of these and having more conversations. So God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>